Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Live from the Riceman Recording Room, it is Saturday, day 11 of Detroit Lions training camp. We're here with your breakdown of what happened. My name is Jeremy Riceman. I am the producer of at Pride of Detroit. With me, as always, is the managing editor, the machine, at Eric Schlitt on Twitter. Eric Schlitt is here. Buddy. Yeah. Last one before the uh, the joint practices here. I know. It's uh, it, it feels like it's gone by very quickly at the same time. I'm very much feeling the exhaustion of the yeah. first two weeks of camp. 100%. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be off for a couple days here. No Sunday, no Monday practices. Right. But lots to talk about next week coming up with the uh, with the Giants joint practices. But plenty happened today. Uh, pretty long practice today. Partially in pads, partially not in pads, which is kind of <laughs> something we didn't normally see here. Uh, the, the offensive and defensive linemen shed their their big pads and went with the uh, yeah. the shells halfway through practice. Very interesting that they had them doing one on ones in full gear, while and then uh, shed to the to the shells, whereas everyone else stayed in the full gear as well. I, right. I I'm curious exactly what why they would do that other than uh, maybe a heat thing. I, I don't know. It yeah. was uh, it was an interesting switch uh, that I'm not sure we got an answer to why exactly. Yeah, one of those curious things you'll, you'll yeah. we might figure out down the road. But uh, let's talk about injuries. Let's talk about guys that were and weren't practicing. And I think we have to start with Jameson Williams, just absent from practice. Didn't see him on the sidelines. Didn't see him in the building. Um, right. Don't know what's happening there. And, and same with Jamar Jefferson. Yeah. Um, no, not being on the sidelines is uh, is interesting, and so I, I don't know if, what the reason for that is. But we saw that uh, last few days with with uh, Iffy and Frank as well, and yeah. um, uh, both of them were back. Yeah. So uh, today, so and both of them were right in, back in the mix and, and ready to go. I did uh, find it interesting that that we got to see Emmanuel Mosley for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, not on the field or with his teammates, but not in pads or anything like that. Um, he basically was reluctant to give a timeline on when he'd be back. Uh, you know, gave very vanilla answers in his uh, media scrum, but essentially said like he's anxious to get ready to go and he's excited to be able to play and he feels like he'll be able to, you know, contribute once he's back on the field, uh, whenever that is. So, um, yeah, kind of basic answers that I guess thinks that you would yeah. expect. Right, not giving a lot of injury information. Out right. There. Um, really the only other noteworthy thing is, is Denzel Mims, middle of practice, came down with a leaping catch, went vertical, went in mm. the air. Uh, Tracy kind of bumped him while he was in the air, came down hard, uh, looked to be kind of limping. Definitely was limping, stayed down for quite some time, eventually walked off under his own power, but did not return to practice, looked like maybe an ankle injury, mm-hmm. some lower leg injury, um, and they were working on it pretty good there. Yeah, it looked like maybe he was going to try and come back. Um, that's why he hung around. Like, I think he was getting taped up by the trainer after he got initially examined. And it was probably wise, even if he could have gone, just to kind of 
check in, you know what I mean? And go sure. inside. It, it's, it's, there's no reason to risk anything. Even if it's a, a minor aggravation, it's still probably best to play it safe and just take a break. But, well, we won't get an update for a couple of days on that injury, unfortunately. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I mean, look, he came down with that catch, too. Like, he, yeah, he's, he's a he had a couple of uh, good plays before needing to exit. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, the wide receiver spot kind of getting hit. A little hard yeah. um, right now, especially when it comes to those reserve jobs, which is only, you know, increasing the chances for, for some of those other guys that we've been kind of talking about here and there. Antoine Green is a guy that still, to me, isn't showing a, a, a up a ton. He had one, I think, good play today. But, yep. Um, Real Dylan nice Dr- full uh, extension. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Dylan Drummond, I guess, is like the guy I feel like who's benefiting from all this the most. And mm. I thought he had another strong day today. Another touchdown. Yeah. Um. In 11s, before the situational stuff, uh, during 11s, um, Sudfeld found him in the back of the end zone uh, after, like right after the Mims uh, injury. So, yeah, I think Drummond has been steady. I think Green will get opportunities. But if Mims is is down a few days or maybe he misses joint practices and maybe the pregame or uh, the preseason game one, a real good opportunity for for uh, Green and uh, Drummond, the two uh, rookies. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's jump into some some stuff that happened at practice. Um, let's. I I, I want to talk about Jameer Gibbs because I feel like we haven't talked a ton about him. Yep. And I thought this was an eventful day, not necessarily a great day, certainly not a horrible day. Um, what were your impressions of of Jameer Gibbs? And I guess we can start with the the one on one stuff against some linebackers. Yeah. I mean, look, he was definitely more involved in the team drills. Right. Um. Uh, and then with the line, the one on ones with the linebackers. Um, he got paired up against uh, Jalen Reeves-Maben yeah. in, in, a, in a blocking drill, uh, and Reeves-Maben like ate his lunch both times. It was like it was two of the worst reps of, of the group, and and you could tell he was really disappointed with himself. Uh, and while I expected him to rebound on the second matchup with Reeves, um, he he just got got again, and so. Um, Definitely an area I think that he's going to need to improve on if, 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 you know, based on what we saw for that. But then when it gets, when the situation flips and the, the linebackers are asked to cover, well, then Gibbs is, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's winning these matchups pretty easily. And so I think it, it's, it's, it's an interesting, when you look at these individual drills, while you try not to put too much weight into, you know, what a player can or can't do and wins and losses and stuff like that. It does speak to the fact that maybe he's not a guy who is, you know, suited for being like a third down guy. I think he's more of like a traditional scat back, which is like your, you know, first and second down type of guy. Like for those thinking like he's going to come in and be like their third down option all the time. I don't think that's necessarily the way it's going to be. It's going to take a while for him to learn that pass pro. And while he is, you know, their top receiver, Montgomery is a really good receiver as well. And so it wouldn't be surprising to see, you know, these two backs fluctuate within a series, not yeah. just, you know, like every other series or something like that, which is you know, typically what we've seen in the past. Um, this like in, almost snap to snap fluctuation um, in usage, I think can really keep the defense on their toes. Yeah. And I mean, like, listen, you can still use him on third down. Oh, even for if sure. He's, like, for sure, for sure. Line him about wide. He's been playing plenty out wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I think you're right. Like having a, a blocking running back in on third downs, Probably not what you want to be using Jameer Gibbs for. Yeah, not um, right now anyway. Not, right, right. That's something. Yeah. Um, but his best play of the 
day probably came during the situational drills. Mm -hmm. They were basically running four minute drills where, you know, one team is is trying to hold the ball, hold a a 10 point lead, um, whereas Jameer Gibbs is with the first team offense in this instance trying to cut into that 10 point deficit, catches a uh, and and. With him being the first-team offense, they are going against the second-team defense. Worth pointing that out. Uh, but hits a wheel route for about 18 yards, 16, 18 yards. Uh, Malcolm kind of in the dust there. Yeah, it's um, hard hard assignment to cover Gibbs on that, 100%. for sure. But, I mean, that's 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 what that's you're looking for in Jimmy yeah. Gibbs. That, yeah. is, that is the weapon that he provides in the passing game. And so it was good to kind of see that finally come to be because he had something very similar happen in the one-on-ones versus Jalen Reeves Maven where he beat Jalen mm-hmm. deep. So yep. first time I think I've seen him make multiple plays deep on offense, and so that was good to see. Yeah, he got um, – he was used with the second team during 11s. Like it was it was interesting running back usage today because they were down Jamar Jefferson. I don't know if they purposefully kind of split their backs, but it was like during the lead-up to the situation work, it was like Monk – only Montgomery right. with the ones, only Gibbs with, the, Gibbs with the twos, only Craig Reynolds with the threes, and then that was like it. Yeah, um, didn't really get to see uh, much Jamar Jackson. Didn't really get to see much of Ibrahim uh, uh, until uh, the situational stuff started to come around. Yeah, um, I we don't need to talk long on this, but I did find mm-hmm. it interesting that, it, and maybe this is just a sign of how close this battle is. But Graham Glasgow and Halapuli Vativaitai were basically splitting reps at first team guard. And by splitting reps, I don't mean Graham did it this drive, Vitae did it this drive. Mm-hmm. They were splitting it in the middle of a drive. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard not hard to avoid the joke that Graham left this team because there was a guard <laughs> rotation. And no one is – I'm not trying to suggest that that's what they're doing. But, again, I think it speaks to how close this matchup is between these two in, in terms of and, – and it could also be, you know, management of, of snaps with Vitae. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that really hasn't – Feels like it's been a while since we've seen him from front to back of practice play only first string. Right. I hope no one was driving when you said guard rotation because I hope <laughs> I don't want anyone. I don't want any accidents out there. Um, trigger warning. Man. Yeah. Trigger warning. Sorry, um, I should have. I should have warned. <laughs> we did see that you know the benefit of those two veterans getting their snaps managed is. You get to see a heavy dose of Kobe Sorostal at right guard with the second team, yeah. which is really nice. I think it's good for him. I think it's good for the team. Uh, it'll help when it comes to the season to to have him up and and going with uh, with important reps. So yeah, but I, I'm I'm with you. I think the 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 rotation between Vitae and, and Graham are it's just managing reps yeah. at this point. Um. Brian Branch, do we? Have, I mean, I feel like we have to talk about him again. God, situational work at the end. The 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 second team is offense is going against the first team defense. Back to back plays, diving breakup. Yep, and then easy pick, just like right place, right time, picks it, ends the drill. I mean, they kept doing it afterwards because they just want to get more reps in. But just, I mean, what can we, what more can we? And and again, it was another day where you yep. had a lot of CJ Gardner Johnson as your safety. Brian Branch playing nickel, Tracy Walker almost exclusively with the twos today. Yeah, um, I, and I, I think I, I think I don't I don't think that speaks badly towards Tracy. I think it's just they need Brian Branch out there because that dude is continually to make play after yeah. play after play after play. He had a pass breakup in eleven on elevens. I asked him about his interception because he jumped and then just kind of like stayed there. Yeah, he just like hovered in the air for what seemed like <laughs> thirty seconds. 
And uh, I asked him about about it, and he said, "Yeah, the, he said that the ball took a while to get to him for sure." Um, but it, it just it was like, I think you know, like we were we were talking about this in the in the media tent, our media bleachers, like. How did he slip? Like, how does he slip down to the second round? And, like, his athletic profile wasn't great. The position is maybe devalued. But, like, my goodness, I feel like he is going to be a lesson to a lot of teams out there. Like, that this guy, he was a first, he is showing first round talent all over the field on a day to day basis. It's uh, awfully impressive. I, there, look, when he, I talked to him, ironically, I talked to him before we, the day off as well, and I asked him. Um, I did a, I did an interview with him, and um, he said that he was coming off his worst two days. Right. Remember? Yep. And so here he is, two days later, and these picks and tackles and PBUs all over the place again. Yeah, he's going to be a harder one to keep off the field, and I have to imagine he's going to play a lot more than maybe even some of the most b- biggest Brian yeah. Grant fans yeah. uh, thought at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah. I think I want to talk a little bit about Sam Laporta, too, because, I don't know, I've been a little critical of the offense so far. I don't think the offense has been, you know, basically mm-hmm. living up to the standard that that I think we have for them. And some of that is defensive improvement. But when it comes to that first string offense, it feels like it's Amon Ra and then it's everybody else. Like, no oh, one else well, is moving the ball downfield. Well, and listen. It is. <laughs> that's what it is. But but you'd like to see more people step up. Like, yes. I, don't, I don't think Josh Reynolds has played. Particularly well, I thought today was a tough day for him. Marvin Jones was playing more with the first team today. He was kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Laporte, this might have been Sam Laporta's most impactful practice with the ones. Um, specifically in those um, situational drills at the at the end. I have him with, you know, a 10-yard catch where he, full extension catch, five-yard catch. And then he has a touchdown to to end the drill, to mm-hmm. win the drill for the offense there. Um with with Jack Campbell in coverage, who he always seems to <laughs> seems to beat Jack Campbell in coverage, which I mean that is a really tough matchup for for Jack. But you'd think you think maybe it'd be a little bit more give and take, considering how many times they've probably faced off against each other in the past few years. Not 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 to bore people, but we'll just try and run through this real fast. Yeah. When the offense got the ball in this drill, um, there was an incomplete pass on first down. Then it was Goff to St. Brown. On the next play, he went to Laporta. Next play, St. Brown. Next play, Laporta. Incomplete pass to Marvin. St. Brown. St. Brown. Brown. <laughs> then jo- uh, incomplete pass to Josh Reynolds that was broken up by Starling Thomas. Yep. Uh, Khalif, touchdown to Gibbs. They get the ball back after the simulated onside kick, and it's screen to Montgomery. St. Brown. St. Brown. Incomplete to St. Brown. Um, Montgomery, touchdown to Laporta. I mean, like, yeah. it was have, when we say it was heavily, uh, you know, St. Brown and Laporta, it was it was, they were the focus yeah. because they were the guys getting open, and so like I'm kind of I'm, I'm with you on the fact that I do think like the defense has been a lot steadier, um, and I feel like I'm being awfully critical of the of offense as well. Like I feel like they could do more. But then when I like reflect and I go back and I look at my notes, I, I feel like maybe I'm short selling the offense in my in my mind because I feel like I'm seeing more production in my notes. And maybe it's just the way I'm we take notes. Sure. But I'm wondering if it's just because 
we expect the offense to be this high flying slam a jam you know type of <laughs> offense sure. right um whereas the defense has been steady and i think that no, that change is so noticeable that we're kind of attributing that and 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 it's hard to tell i think the giants matchup right. was going to tell us a lot more about yep. where each unit is um i'm just curious if if uh, if maybe we're being overly critical on the offense because the expectations are high and we're overly praising the defense because the expectations are low, or if the defense is actually ahead, I, I, which very well could be as well. Like, it's an interesting it, – it's 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 a dichotomy when you watch practice, right? Yeah. Because one side has to do bad for the other side to do good, right? right? It's hard to see both of them doing well. Um, but I, in all honesty, like, I feel like that's kind of how the, the first two weeks of camp have been. Like, yeah. we've seen – Really good signs from both offense and defense. Uh, but the difference, I think, for me is that the offensive producers, there's like two or three guys that are producing all the time, just yeah. like we talked about in this drill. Yet on defense, it's like it's everybody. an eclectic. Yes, yeah. it's all kinds of people yep. that are contributing, and it's not just one. And I think that could be a really telling uh, point about this team is that this team – may offensively produce by going to a set of, like one guy because that's the guy that's working and they and they just take advantage of that whereas if the defense is going to succeed they're going to need a whole variety of guys to step up at different times yeah um, and, and we're seeing that as well the only look the only cons- there's only been two consistents on defense I think like every like two guys that are producing every single day and that's Hutchinson and, and Branch Brian Branch yeah. Yeah. yeah Hutchinson and Branch we could write a story on them every single day because <laughs> of their practice everybody but but the rest of the group it's like wow what a great day from Aleem McNeil and then it's oh what a great day from from Cam Sutton who had an uh, who an had an interception today as yep. well and you know uh or or maybe it's look at Charles Harris who's the new storyline and he he had a sack today as well right and so like but that's like that's how we're kind of seeing this defense evolve is we're seeing like sacks from multiple people, pass ups from from multiple people, yeah. interceptions it's, from multiple different people, and that's just it's a, it's a really interesting defense this year. Yeah, and I think it speaks to one thing that we've been saying a lot for maybe the edge position, but I think it it really goes deeper at every like there's depth everywhere. Yeah. It's not like yeah. they might not have a ton of that high end talent like Pro Bowl level guys, although you have Aiden, you have Kirby, you have someone like CJ, but Penang. a lot of it is just. Yeah. Depth on defense. Oh, defensive. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we we talked about a couple like maybe a week ago. Like this linebacking core has three or four or five or like almost mm-hmm. six guys who can play the position, who can play at at yeah. an acceptable level. You, you feel the same way about edge. You feel decently about the corners. Outside corner might be an issue here, but hopefully Emmanuel mostly gets back. Like the depth is so decent right now that that's why you're seeing so many guys make plays. Um, one more of those guys I want to talk about. Speaking of the edge position, a guy that. Kind of been in the doghouse pretty much all through training camp. Julian had an interception like, yep. and played it perfectly. Dropped deep into coverage, stepped in front of a Dylan Drummond pass, and just like took it the other way. Like that, He needs to start stacking days like today, I would yeah. say, to, to really start moving the, the needle at least to, to mm-hmm. consider him. Because I think, I think most everyone kind of has him on the outside looking in right now. Yeah, consistency is, is, is going to be his best friend, right? Yep. Like he, needs, he needs to be... He, like you said, he needs to show more of that. Yep. Uh, when he does, could create an opportunity to make roster cutdowns a little bit harder. Uh, if he can't be consistent, though, it's it's a lot tougher. It is worth noting, like he got that uh, interception with the second team. 
You know, and like he was with the second team defense. Yep. They gave him an opportunity, and he cashed in on it. And, and that, look, credit to him, absolutely. Um, very interesting. Um, Malafonmu, mm-hmm. he had a sack right after him, right after that interception. They yep. went back, reset, and then all of a sudden Malafonmu gets in on it. So like. Two guys, highly athletic former third rounders, who have injury histories and yeah. and need to and need to show consistency. They showed it on on uh, on back to back plays during eleven eleven, and so you hope if those guys are going to have a chance to stick around, you stay, you can see more of that. All right, I think we'll close it up there. Um, as always, uh, we're going to go even more in depth on all this when uh, on the website. So make sure you check out Eric's. Day 11 recap over on prideofdetroit.com. Like I said, we're going to take a couple days off here while the Lions do a couple walkthroughs and get ready for joint practices, which are Tuesday. We'll have a whole, maybe maybe a little bit of a uh, oversized podcast for you that day. Um, so make sure you hang on to that. Until then, we'll be doing our main POD cast on Monday night on twitch.tv slash prideofdetroit if you want to watch us live. It'll be up on Tuesday morning. But until then, for Eric, I'm Jeremy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple days. 